It excites me that you're here. John Hester, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Why don't you go ahead, um, first of all, tell us how you're doing today, and then give us a little bit of, bit of background on yourself, a little bit of what your business is. Sure. Uh, well, I'm doing great. Uh, as we talked earlier, uh, traffic wasn't too bad, and that's that's always a, a way that can ruin your day. But no, traffic was great getting over here. It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad of a drive. Um, so, you know, I, where to start is kind of an interesting question. I mean, I've only been in, had, had my consulting business for a little over a year. Um, started it as something to do both as as something to do and to and to have a little income, you know. After I retired, twenty six years with with Warner Media, Time Warner, Turner, what whatever company you want to call, call them, because it's it's been through an evolution over those twenty six years. Sure. Um, and so I so you know during that time, almost all twenty six years, I was I was energy manager for for for, for that company. Uh, worked my way up from just for Turner to all to being the corporate energy manager for Warner Media by the time I retired, and that's probably where I made. Uh, the biggest splash, if you want to call it that, in 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 terms of what I did for the company, I did other things too. I was I, I was director of uh, of engineering. I led a project team of engineers that did design and construction for for, for Turner Broadcasting and for Warner Media. Uh, and then at the end, I was the uh, executive director of, of global building engineering for all of Warner Media Corporate, which included HBO and Warner Brothers. Uh, as well as Turner Broadcasting and, and, and leading the operations team as far as a, as a center of excellence to help uh, coordinate operations such as uh, electrical mechanical services, um, maintenance um, operations, and, and energy as well. So that's where I really got my experience. And, and the last thing that we, I did with, with Warner Media was when we built the new headquarters in uh, Manhattan, consolidating all of our uh, New York offices uh, the, the new building called Hudson Yards, we were kind of a building within a building. It's a 100-story building, but we have like about 40 stories of it. We had our own systems inside rather than, than using the landlord system. But we were tasked with building a building that was not obsolete by the time we opened it. Right. And so what we wanted to do was have a smart building control system, not just building control, but but an intelligent building system. And that was my job to bring that in. Uh, you know, as as the client representative working with the contractors and engineers to make that happen, and and when we opened the building at the end of 2019, it was the largest uh, smart building system in the industry. It won awards, and uh, so so with that area of of experience and expertise and my energy background, that's the foundation of which I started my uh, consulting business after I left uh, Warner Media. Sure, sure. Well, that's exciting. You know, you get to kind of take your take your own control of your own business after you retire, and you, you know, obviously at a at a good time with COVID, it gives you a good segue into this. And this is really exciting to me because Tristan, um, I wish you had a mic sometimes, you know, but the uh, we really boiled down like our ideal audience for this podcast, and really what we decided we were talking about this a little bit earlier is like those entrepreneurs in the first two business that really need some some education or some motivation within their business like we want to narrow it down to specifically talk to those people you know like we want to answer questions for those people like you're early in entrepreneurship don't give up if you're having issues you have questions you can look through like we're creating a database a list of people on our youtube channel they're like the problem solvers of every industry or someone that's already in your industry. You know, so it's exciting to me to talk to someone that's really been in that entrepreneurial journey. You know, you're really our ideal audience. You know, like I, I'm interested to you to pose the question of, you know, before we really dig into what your business is, is like, 
do you consume any content like this? Like as far as your business goes, do you consume, do you listen to business podcasts? Do you, what, you know, what kind of content, like where do you do your learning from as far as your business goes? Cause I know it's kind of a, you know, you have a ton of experience in the business world, but it is a new venture for you. There's always kind of learning curves. So that's, that's a good question. And it, it's, it's tough for me because, because I, I want my consulting business for me and it's, to be part-time, it's tough for me to, to balance the learning part with the actual business part. My, my learning right now is 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 with web, web webinars and and reading the other experts in my field, their articles because I'm I've done the same thing. I've done webinars and written articles, but I need to, I need to hear back from them as well. Podcasts I've listened to a couple. Uh, not 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 that's probably not the primary way I'm learning it's 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 again hearing those other experts in the field getting their experiences so I can kind of uh their specific experiences because webinars usually are pretty focused on either a project or or or, or their experience in a specific field uh, pretty, pretty narrow focus and, and and of course articles are, are that way as well and, and that's how I've really uh trying to keep my 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 sure. saw sharp is if you use sure. the Stephen Covey terminology uh, to, to to keep learning right and the same the, the the reason I ask is because the same thing applies is like you're finding content dedicated specifically to your industry or your field or the area of your business that you're looking to grow. There's almost seventy episodes out now, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe ten of them are relevant. You know, fifteen of them are relevant just because we're playing a numbers game you know maybe a small percentage of those are going to be very relevant to problems or issues or people that you want to connect with within your business you know so like that's really like and like podcasts all doing the same thing like even the most famous podcasts in the world are doing you know sometimes like joe rogan's a good example it's like sometimes he's doing mma and sometimes he's doing aliens and sometimes he's doing nutrition and sometimes he's doing this like sometimes he's talking to legislators like he's talking to all of these different people, there may only be 15 or 20% of a Joe Rogan podcast or the whole catalog of Joe Rogan podcasts that you're interested in. But that's what we want to create is this catalog of very relevant business information that is as exciting as possible. And we really want to solve solve a problem there. You know what I mean? So, um, And we really want to kind of refine that to a skill. So why don't you tell us, tell us that, what you're looking for within your consulting business? What is the value that you guys bring? Well, it's it's just me. So it's just me and my wife. Every once in a while, helps me out with some writing because she's a she's a, a journalist and public relations expert. Mm. Uh, so that's a good very resource. That, yeah, yeah, very very much so. Uh, but the value I bring, I think, uh, what I'm, my focus has been to be really not to, to help other consultants that need my unique uh, experience. You know, other uh, either either. Consultants such as engineers that are do- doing a design but don't have that smart building experience, or someone that needs energy energy experience, energy knowledge, energy management expertise that knows how to deal with the utilities, knows the ins and outs of 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 what things are efficient and what what, what processes and what are even the basics of energy management are because a lot of people don't sometimes recognize that. You know, I, I'm a back to the basics kind of guy, and. So I've I've really focused my my business on trying to help other consultants sell to their uh, to their clients uh, those services that they may not have that that niche available. I can help them with that from for a particular project or particular opportunity to sell. Um, I also help some contractors as well in the smart building environment uh, because 
They know that I understand it from a user standpoint, from a client standpoint, and I can help them communicate with their client the things that they need to see or need to, to consider when they're considering expanding their, their, their smart building operations or, or, or even creating a smart building program. Sure. Well, let me try to you know take a shot in the dark here and boil down that skill that we were talking about earlier. It seems that setting the expectations of services or technology has really been you know what what that skill that you've developed you know that that's kind of been commanded from you because it seems that through your media days they kind of hand you more you know they just kind of keep giving you a little bit more responsibility over the technology stuff so what would you say is that skill that made you not only successful in your media days but also that you've kind of used in order to transition as as providing value to some of these other consultants well i think it's it's <laughs> that's an interesting question and and i and, so this, my technical skills and my reputation have, have helped me get the foot in the door. And then being able to communicate mm-hmm. to the client or to the, or, or to the other consultant, I think, has been the skill. Because if, if you can be smart, but if you can't communicate it, it, it you, you, you can't make that connection with somebody that understands what you're trying to accomplish. And when you're dealing with things that are relatively complicated or relatively new from a technology standpoint, you need to be able to break it down to its basics so sure. someone understands what you're doing, why they should do it. I mean, that's the real reason, right? That's how, that's how you, you sell anything is you, you make somebody understand why they should buy or why they should do, do the service that you're trying to, 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 to sell them. Sure. And so troubleshooting is probably a skill of yours as well. Yeah, and that, that particularly in my engineering uh, uh, life, um, you know, helping solve technical problems. You know, if, if something's not working right, somebody's too hot, or or we're not getting, we're having power issues. Uh, you know, g- getting the team together or figuring it out myself is part of it as well. And, and, and the same smart building system too. You know, you, you need to figure out why something's not working. Well, there's tremendous value in that too. And I'll, I'll tell you, kind of from our um, like a little bit of experience that we have that I think is like a similar um, kind of a similar type of interaction is like in the merchant services world there is a lot of interaction with developers. Like you want your website to be able to take payments through this processor. You want your software to be able to take payments through this processor. There is a very select group of people out there that speak both the payments language and the development language. You know, like they're marrying the ability to sell and understand the technology is like the most rare form of super saiyan salesman that you'll ever find in the payments game i think it's similar to what you have is like you learn and understand the technology whether it be very granular or from from a thirty thousand foot view but the skill there is that you know and your communication skills are over here the skill is that you can marry those things and like I can explain to you someone that doesn't need to know the intricacies of the technology and make you understand what the function is. And if something's going wrong, I can explain it to you and set the expectation of how we're going to fix it. Business lacks that, you know, like uh, business in general. And I say basically all businesses like there is you see a lot of those small businesses where you find that one person that's having to do all that. They're delivering the product. They're being the the consultant. They're managing their own business. They're having to set the expectations and sell to their client. So it's a lot of things. So tell me, tell me this as well. When you have those um, meetings with these consultants, when you're trying to be a value and kind of bring, bring some life into these consulting businesses, 
What are those conversations like? How are you pinpointing those people's skills and where they lack, and how are you helping those people continue to develop? Well, I, 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 I try to make them understand that, particularly in the smart building world, that's the way things are are going. You know, smart building still being embraced by some uh, by some people that that don't recognize how important it's going to be to be able to to leverage all of the data you have from your different control platforms. I mm-hmm. hope I'm not getting too technical there. No. But to to uh, uh, to the, the, the way to you know use that information in a in a way that makes your business better and more effective. So the first thing is to convince them that this either get on board or you're going to get passed up. The second thing then I try to do is say, look. I've been there from a client standpoint. I understand what uh, what a client is going to go through, what a client needs to think about at the beginning, which sometimes if you don't think about something in the beginning, you, you're all of a sudden behind on the project. So those things I've experienced, I've made the mistakes that, that, that I can help your clients avoid making. So it's those two things that I try to, to talk to with either the consultant or when I'm with the consultant talking to the client, the client. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. And what are, what are those... So do you have those interactions where you're you're helping the consultant with a specific client? Yes, I I do. Oh, so they bring you in, you're like, "Hey, we, you know, we're kind of outside of our wheelhouse here. Can we find someone that that kind of be a third party that kind yeah. of assist us in the Either that or an owner. Say I they, they, here's an owner that's experienced what you're experiencing now and he can tell you mm-hmm. what what he did if he you know, for in, in a couple of cases I'm working with consultants that did work for me when I was at, at Warner Media. Oh, wow. So, so now they're bringing me on to be the voice of the customer to help the customer understand, okay, you know, this client he did this. He understands what what needs to be done. Let's hear hear his perspective on everything. Sure, and that's that's where I can be provide a unique um, service for the consultants because I've sat on the other side. Sure. Did you develop a pretty strong network when you were with Warner Media? Yeah, I did. I was very lucky because I I was involved in so many different uh, very interesting and and and. and projects that uh you know some of them were pretty noteworthy like the hudson yards project in new york and even before that time warner center that was built at the beginning of the uh, in the early uh, uh 2000s uh iconic structures in new york that i consider myself i consider one of those to be a once in a lifetime project and be able to be involved in two of them i consider myself very lucky to be involved in those sure sure and so with that network how does that you know beyond some of those consultants that you worked with then do you still keep up with any of those people within the media world? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, especially in the not not the the media world from the construction standpoint. Those that oh, I okay. whether it's people that I worked with with internal broadcasting or or, or Warner Media, uh, uh, you know, whether it's the IT team or the other parts of the maintenance team or the engineers. Um, a couple of broadcast folks, I guess, I still am, uh, I keep in touch with. Sure. Um, but 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 mostly it's it's people that I worked with internally directly or those consultants and contractors that I also worked with. Sure. Well, that's good. So you, so you retire from from your media days, and then you're transitioning into this consulting business, and you have this network, and you have this understanding of some of the people that you're going to work with and what problem you're going to solve. Tell us about some of the challenges of because I know that it isn't. It's never as uh, as easy as it sounds. You know, it's never as smooth as it sounds. So. 
No, well, I mean, I had to learn how to be a businessman. You know, when you, when, you, know, you worked in corporate, I mean, I was 26 years with, with Warner Media, but my total corporate experience is almost 40 years. But I was always working for a big company that, that I didn't have to worry about accounting. I didn't have to worry about all those uh, you know, business licenses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So just learning how to be a businessman, not, not, not that it was hard, but just, just knowing what everything needs to be done right. to, 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 to have a legal business. What's the best way to incorporate yourself? Should I incorporate myself? So, so those things, I know, sound kind of mundane, but if you're getting started for the first time, it's things you want to do. I, I, I got my, you know, I, I learned what kind of legal assistance I might need and how best way to get that. Uh, and then, of course, was marketing yourself. You know, how do you, how do you let people know that you're available, you want to do some work, uh, and, and look, I'm an engineer. I'm not a sales guy, uh, and that's something that gets outside of my comfort zone. So sure. that's why it was good for me to have a network of people I was comfortable talking to. Uh, but at the same time, I need I needed to push out a little bit and, and and get out of my comfort zone to maybe talk to somebody I didn't know or to at least reach out. And I used I used the the webinars uh, um, and and and. and and some other people that I knew helped connect me with people. So using using a network sure. was a great, great advantage to do that. Sure. And what about the community <clears throat> aspect of that? Because I know that there are a lot of those people, either both from in kind of in the consulting space as well as the media space, where if you leverage your community, right, you have the ability to kind of exponentially grow your network there as well as like, did you find any of those other communities out there? Are there any like business associations or anything else like that? That was a that was kind of a big part of you kind of continuing to market yourself or um you know i started to i i did try to uh, work with or, or join a small business networking group and and i didn't find that to be as helpful as i thought it might be and that's probably be as much my fault as anything because again i'm not i'm not uh as entrepreneurial as some of them because my work is part-time um but what i really the, the, the communities i did try to focus in is more the um uh, Technical communities like mm-hmm. like there's a company there's an outfit called Realcom they they they're the ones that they're a, a, a an organization that focuses on smart building technology they 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 host webinars they host conferences they 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 have a magazine so I got involved with them and fortunately they they liked some of the things I had to say and and invited me to lead some webinars or, or participate I should say I re- I wrote a few articles for them and writing those articles got me attention. People were interested sure. in what I wrote. So so those kinds of things is how I, I kind of expanded my network. How does the written content play into your growth? Because that's something we're not doing a lot of. I'm just curious from a from a small business perspective, is like we either hear, interesting and probably vouch for me, is like we either hear that some people are like really against, like I did all this written content, I was a waste of time. And then there's the other aspect of like, Oh, I did this written content and it went really well. It helped me with my community. Does that play into your business at all, or is that just kind of a, a credibility thing? Well, I think it's a little of both uh, um, because I mean, you need the credibility to have someone you know want to do business with you. Sure. Uh, and and the written the, writing those articles first of all was a was a learning process. That goes back to your question about how did you learn? Well, to write an article, you had the you had you had to do a little research because I you, I didn't know everything offhand. That's concepts I wanted to develop. Um, also, in, in writing those articles, it also helped my network because in one of the in one of the articles, I wrote a two part article for Realcom that I actually interviewed people to get their perspective on a certain topic. 
And that's both a networking and a learning, a learning exercise as well. And so I feel like, though, the, and to, to really answer your question, I got a lot of positive feedback from those articles. They were posted on the Realcom website. I posted them on my website. They were posted on, my, on LinkedIn. And I got a lot of feedback from all three of those uh, platforms. Uh, so, and, and I noticed on my website, that's another thing about building a business is, is nowadays you have a website. And I noticed how, my, how traffic to my website spiked after, uh, after the release of the articles. Sure. So to me, that's a positive thing. Did you know you were going to do this when you retired? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought when I retired that maybe maybe I'll work for, I'll, I'll work part time. I don't know when I'll start, but you know maybe I'll do that just to uh, stay busy. And then a colleague of mine who retired shortly before me, because my retirement was part of it, it, I, I retired when I wanted to, but it also was fortuitous because it was it was part of the ATT Warner Media merger and. They, they I was letting people out, retire. Letting people retire exactly, and part of that package included a um, um, being able to uh, use a headhunter, a, firm, uh, a, 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 a recruiter, a, a recruiting firm, a, a career firm, really is better. And one of my colleagues that that got the retirement six months ahead of mine said, "John, you've got to use this career firm, even if you're not going to use it right away. Use them because they're good. They help you focus." I go, "All right." So I did that. And between that and God, I bet that's a pretty cool contract to have. It's like <laughs> everybody that retires early between this merger, we're gonna help you find. Oh my god! Well, and thing is, I also realized that if I was going to work in what I'm doing now, I had to stay. And I use I say jokingly, but seriously, I had to stay relevant. If I did, if I waited a few years, people were going to forget who You'd I was. Get obsolete like the technology. I'd be, and I would be obsolete, and I would be, I would forget, I would be behind in keeping up with the technology. Right. So I, I quickly realized I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it now. So I retired in December of 19, and the business was up and running in February of 2020, just before COVID hit. Wow. Well, that's a skill in itself, you know, re- remaining, keeping relevant. You know, keeping keeping your head above the water where everybody can see you is is a skill within itself. Um, so that's exciting, man. I'm I'm excited to see kind of where you end up, what what kind of people that you end up doing some business with, because I know you can, you know, from your expertise and the skills that you developed, I know you can bring the value there. Uh, I'm just interested to see where it goes. You know, I think that you will be surprised the way that you continue to put yourself out there, how little time you spend working part time. So <laughs> that's going to be the challenge. I think I've, I've right. told some people keeping that keeping it part time, keeping it part time. Yeah, I mean, I, and things have now that COVID is relaxing. I've I've gotten several more phone calls and, and emails about uh, opportunities. It's it, it's picked up dramatically in the past month. Sure. And they haven't, nothing's borne fruit yet, but it's pretty, it seems pretty darn close. Sure. Well, how, where can, uh, where can we find you? You know, if people are looking to, to kind of have that conversation with you, how do they find you? Well, uh, my website is www.hesterconsulting.net. Um, uh, my email address is john.hester at hesterconsulting.net. Sure. That's easy enough to reach me in those two ways. Um, you can look at the Realcom and look at articles on Realcom. You can see where I've written some articles there and, and done some webinars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the best way to get a hold of me. How can we help you? Where are you? Who are you looking to get connected to out there in the community? You know, if somebody's got that million-dollar referral that helps you re-retire again, what does that perfect referral look like? Where do you find it? You know, I think I think if there's other MEP consultants out there that that need some uh, 
that, that, are, that, that, that recognize they need to get in the smart building business and need someone to help them promote that to their clients, I'd be the right person to do that. Because I, I may be a one-person band, but I have affiliates that I can work with that, that also help me. So if the project gets too big, I can pull in resources whenever it's necessary. So I don't, I don't want to be concerned that just because I'm one person, I can't handle a big job. I can always pull in the resources I need. Sure. Um, and, and, of course, the other strong thing I, I do is, is anybody, whether it's, a, it's, a, it's an end user or not, um, energy management for, for, from, from a corporate standpoint. I, I was very successful in that for, for, uh, for 26 years, won some awards, and uh, uh, I could point to a lot of money that I saved my, my company when I was doing that. So sure. any, 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 corporate, any corporation that thinks energy is an issue, I can help them out. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. And as far as you know, the the title of the podcast goes, "Burn the ship." Have you heard that phrase before? I, I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong. It kind of comes from uh, back when the Spanish conquistadors You're landed. All over it. <laughs> You're all over they, it. That the captain that they were committed because he made them burn their ship. Absolutely right. So that is what we believe business is. You know, it's like you burn the ship and you go all in that's on right. your business. So what would you tell to someone that's kind of weighing their options as far as burn the ship goes? I'd say. Do something you like, because if you like it, you'll do well at it, and, and then the money will come on itself. Sure, sure. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you being here. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Take care.